How's it going, everyone? Welcome into the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Teal. As always, to my right, my co-host and my dad, Noel Teal. And we are done with weekend one of the NCAA tournament. My, was a, my emotions have gone through a massive roller coaster. It was a great weekend. It was an upset weekend. The most upsets in a tournament ever. And we are only through the first weekend. I mean, it is. it was just madness. Oral Roberts is in the Sweet 16. It is, it's nuts. The the amount of upsets of teams you never thought would have a chance. Every number ranking had an upset except for the 16th seed. Yep. And um, my bracket, <laughs> well, we'll talk about it when we talk it's about it. It's not even our bracket. It's not even anyone's. It's everyone's bracket is just red. Because there's certain upsets that people had. A lot, I think majority people had Ohio over Virginia. Like that was the upset everyone was picked, and yeah, they won. Then they get blown out by you know Creighton. Every a, a lot of people had, um, or n- not a lot of people had Abilene Christian beating Texas. Like that was not a lot of pick. People had Texas going to the Final Four, and if they wanted to pick a sleeper and didn't want to pick a one seed, like this is the brackets are bloody. There's a reason there wasn't any perfect brackets. After the second day of the tournament, like it, eleven games in for Berkshire Hathaway does a, a pool every year with all their employees. Yeah, if anybody gets just the first round right, yep. all of them, they win a million dollars. Right, if they get the first two rounds right, they get a million dollars for life. Wow. Right, and the top person gets fifty thousand dollars. Whoever like gets the most by the eleventh game, there were no. <laughs> there were no uh, uh, undefeated people. And it's not even, like, usually there's a couple perfect brackets, like two or three, maybe five, going to the Sweet 16. Like, usually yeah. there is some lucky people, and then they get lost in the Sweet 16. There's not even past the third day. So we're going to talk and recap all these games. And, and before before you kick into your little uh, your, your little uh, uh, header light, or you're going into your let's run it, um, I just have to make a quick announcement. Mm-hmm. I think the Sports Appeal listeners need to know mm-hmm. that in the Sports Appeal Tournament Challenge, yeah. the host is in last. Is in last. Yes. Is in absolute Won't dead finish last. in last, but he, he's going to be close to the bottom. Then. He is in last. We're, we're, Whereas his co-host, his more handsome, you know, older, more mature uh, co-host, is in fifth. Yeah, but going to finish right there with me. Might even finish below me. <laughs> Uh, but hey, Nathan's in the lead right now. We got we got Nathan and DJ sticking around with Damian as well, with Gonzaga. They need Gonzaga there. Yeah. We we had Eli in the lead was was in first. He he went crazy with West Virginia and that was over real quick. Real quick. But we'll talk about all the games. Also, we have to talk about Kenny Galladay getting signed by the Giants. That was the big free agents uh, free agent signing over the weekend, and we'll break all that down. So we got a lot to talk about. Let's run it. Let's start with the signing of Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay signs a 
four-year deal with the New York Giants. That a, a, 19 million a, per. A four-year deal, 19 million per. Uh, just a massive deal that I, I knew he was going to get. I honestly am surprised it wasn't a little more. I thought he was going to get an absolute bag, and he did get that absolute bag, but a little less than I thought. Excuse me. Um, you made a comment on the last broadcast mm-hmm. that said he would become the highest paid wide I said wide I, would, re- I, said I be wouldn't sur- be surprised if he became, and he was damn close. Just no, three million short. No, he was four million short. But or, or he, three million he was, of tying. I yeah. mean, in them in NFL, three million is not that much. But he's up there. He's in the top ten now in, in the in, in wide receivers. Listen, you know, in, in our old way of saying what you got wrong and what I got right, I just want to say I was right again. I mean, I didn't say he was gonna. I said I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> he's now the highest paid giant. Yeah, and and it's. It's just a. I just find it a little shocking because if you really look at the at the Giants, like look at the Giants before they signed Kenny Galladay. What is yep. what are their needs? Like going to free agency, going to the draft. They need offensive line help. Yep. They probably need they they probably need a backup running back because Saquon's always hurt. Like get another guy. Maybe well, they signed Devontae Booker, so they they kind of took care of that. So a they, little so bit. they got their their backup running back. They need another corner to play besides Bradbury. Yep. Uh, they need maybe a defensive end, um, and a and a and a linebacker, mm-hmm. and then they go out and they spend their biggest. They need they needed on a, on a wide receiver, which they needed. A wide I think receiver wide too. receiver is probably at the lowest of all those things because when you look at at what happened, they had Slayton who had a really good year. Shepard's a, a really good player when he's healthy, and that's it. They had guys last year that that that. That wasn't their problem. On offense, wasn't the it wasn't that Daniel Jones didn't have enough weapons. He had Evan Ingram. Like he had weapons on offense. Like that wasn't their biggest problem. I just find it a little. I just didn't see it coming that it was like the Giants were gonna hand Galladay all this money. Yeah, but I also, thought I thought a team like the Bears who desperately need another wide receiver because they can't freaking get a quarterback. They need to stock up on wide receivers. Yeah, but they, they would have, offer. But they, but they have Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney. It's not like they don't have a top two. Also, yeah. You know, look, at the end of the day. You have a Giants team that is on Daniel Jones' rookie contract that had all of this cap room to go out and get him. And look, they they also handled their cornerback uh, situation by getting a Dory Jackson, you know, for three years for if thirty nine million. If that's handling your corner, I mean, three years thirty nine million for a Dory Jackson who's probably past his prime is is I, a little much. I don't think he's past his prime. I think he had a bad year last year, but you know, he's definitely a a, a solid corner. Look, I think I'm just. I'm just mad that he freaking went to the Giants. Like that's I think what I'm I'm really pissed about is that now we had to play Kenny Galladay twice a year or maybe <laughs> once or maybe none if he's hurt. So maybe uh, maybe we have to play him twice a year. Well, he he is not shown to be uh available as much as needed. But now I think the Giants like they they've done good in free agency. They have to have a solid draft this year. Like they're drafting high for a reason. They need to they need to draft well because they then draft good a good corner, a good defensive player, like they're gonna help build that defense up. They need to draft some offensive linemen and 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 get an offensive lineman. Like like we're talking Cowboys, uh, football team, Giants, like really contending for that first spot because I believe Eagles, the Eagles this year will have a bottom three record in the NFL. I think it's gonna be a you know start the rebuild year like 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 a tanky year for the Eagles. So I think it's gonna be. Right now, I couldn't really tell you who's going to win the NFC East without being biased toward our team. We, well, one right now, I would pick Washington as it stands right why? now. Why? With with Ryan Fitzpatrick as the starting quarterback? I mean, they upgraded at quarterback. <laughs> you upgraded at quarterback <laughs> to, to Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick. You signed 
uh, you signed uh, Curtis Samuel. You got your defense got better. Like right now, they're the be- they're probably the best team. If the Cowboys go in and draft Patrick Sertain, get a good uh, another good linebacker. But like let let's talk when they get their defense. If they're if they have a draft like last year and they pick very good defensively, yeah. let's have a conversation because that offense is there's no doubt it's the best in that division. It's just the defense can't stop anybody. So well, the Cowboys have seven picks in the first hundred. Agreed. So if they can do what they did last year, which was the, probably their best draft mm-hmm. in years, yep, that probably could change by the time the season starts. But as it stands right now, the the football team has done very well in free agency. But, but here, here, here's right the now. question at hand. Right now, the way that the division looks with what the Giants have done in this offseason, do you put the Giants with a equal or better chance to win the division than Washington and Dallas? Right now. As they stand right now, they don't have they're they're third right now in, in the NFCs. Like like signing Galladay was great. Now we gotta see Galladay put in a full season. Is he worth the nineteen right. million? Can is, Saquon put in a full season? Right. Is, can say that's another big one. Like are they're are they're gonna be an injury prone team. Can can Daniel first of all, can Daniel Jones show us something where yeah. he's a good quarterback? The dude has more and I'm not even a Daniel Jones huge hater. I didn't I never liked the pick coming out and when he was picked like six and way above where he should have. I'm not a Daniel Jones hater. I think he's fine, but he has more turnovers than touchdowns in his career. That's not good. Nope. He turns the ball over so much. He's reminding me of Carson Wentz and the Eagles that just turn the ball over consistently. So I need to see Gaudet put in a full season. Saquon pull put in a full season because right I, I'm actually a Saqu I'm I'm kind of a Saquon hater too because I don't understand that Saquon's the best running back. Saquon has the most talent. I've seen Saquon play like three games. He's a good running back, but I've seen him play like three games in the NFL. <laughs> I need to see him put in a full season, and it all lands on Daniel Jones because I have I have not seen Daniel Jones be a great quarterback yet. Right. you got to have a good quarterback, or else you're just going to turn into the to the Bears. Like, like It keeps coming back. you got to have a good quarterback, or you turn to the 8-8 eight and eight Bears, and you waste a good all-around team. I just still can't believe with all the signings that they've done, and they've gone all in this offseason, you know, getting some talent and in, in really create, you know, like we said, critical areas. They still have $3 million to spend. The Giants? Yeah. Hey. Where did they come up with all this cap room? The cap's a myth, like we said. It's a myth. But Galladay, good signing. You knew he was going to get that money. I think that, I, I think really that the, the Giants did this they they did this because they're just they they're just tired of losing. I think, I think I'm tired, tired of, of losing. losing. You're not tired of losing as a Cowboy fan. Um, I am. I am. But we got our wide receiver, and and the Washington has their wide receiver, and the Eagles, they're looking to get their wide receiver. They do not have a wide receiver. They they needed their they needed that wide receiver because 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 they were they were they were pissed at at Amari Cooper going off and McLaurin going off. They were they. Going, they didn't have that guy. They're going to draft a top wide receiver with their whatever pick they have, eighth or yeah. The or the Eagles have six, six. Yeah, so, so they will definitely get maybe one it'll of the top be, three. Maybe it'll be a the best wide receiver, uh, top wide. Well, receiver. Well, maybe they could get Devonte Smith and the one hundred and seventy pounds that he claims to be today. Yeah, you know, soaking wet. So uh, that is that's Galladay. Not a lot of big other free agency signings. It was a quiet weekend other than that. I think everyone was watching March Madness. You can't, you know, there's actually a thing where you can't sign a major deal during March Madness. It, it, it's it's written. Deshaun Jackson world. signed with the Rams. I said major. Cares. If anyone cares. <laughs> Nobody cares. 
I can't believe he's still in the league. He dusted he dusted uh, Trayvon Diggs for one play, and then he came out. That was all I saw of him. 81-yard <laughs> touchdown, and then he gets hurt for the season. <laughs> that, that's all I saw. But let, let's talk about March Madness. March we had a, Madness. We had a crazy weekend. Friday, we got to take it day by day. Because first of all, I think the, the, the listeners need to know, all right? We put our couch time in. Yeah. Couch, 12 hours a day, all, 30, all wait, no, four days. Uh-huh. 30 hours spent on the couch Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Monday, I actually had to go to work. You had to go to school. I'm sure you caught a little on your phone. I caught a little. Yeah. You, you had to work Monday night. I watched a little. Mm-hmm. Games were so blown. They were all blowouts on, on Monday. So, But 30 hours in three days, me and you did not leave the couch. Yeah. We ate, I think, five meals on the couch. Yeah. It was, it it was, was a lot of meals, a it, lot of... It took me stuff. back. It took me back to college, buddy. <laughs> so Friday was probably the the a day that after after the uh, except for one game which we'll talk about last, but I just want to get to y- your brackets are they're feeling like good. It could be worse. Like sure. a lot of people had Florida. I personally didn't think Florida was good. I never watched a Florida game. They won. It's not a big surprise, but it, you know a lot of people had Virginia Tech, Arkansas. I think we all knew was going to win. Illinois smoked Drexel. And Texas Tech, Utah State, I thought was going to give them a better shot. But like higher seed, they won. Uh, Baylor destroyed Hartford. Loyola beat Georgia Tech, which if I had (laughs) known that their best player, Georgia Tech, Moses Brown, I would have not made that bet and said, I guarantee Georgia Tech was... If if honestly I could I could have changed my you know bracket changed my thing I would have said you, you don't have with sister I would have said Loyola would win because I mean when you're missing your best player and the best player would have guarded the other team's best player it would have been a different matchup and then they only lost by eleven and was up a lot of the game uh, then you had Oregon State which I thought was a way better team than Tennessee Tennessee was not a good team at all I didn't think. So I th- I don't actually don't think that was a shock because I think a lot of people actually had Oregon State beating Tennessee, especially since they just came off of winning the Pac-12. Right, Oklahoma State beat Liberty. That was a given. Uh, Houston destroyed Cleveland State. I won that one. They won by twenty, <laughs> or they actually won by thirty. Uh, and then Rutgers over Clemson. That was another one that just I give feel it like to me. give it to me. Yeah, I think a majority of people had Rutgers. No, no, over no, 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 no. Yes, and no, and no. In my in my big pool for the money. Right, there were only four people that had Rutgers in that. I game. had Rutgers. Well, Clemson. you had Rutgers because I've been all over Rutgers. I again, you were listening to your. I your told old you, man. there's two teams I have never watched a college basketball game. It was Florida and Clemson, so I took the other team. <laughs> uh, Syracuse came, went by SDS, uh, SDSU. This one was like a shocker, but then I I looked and I was like, why did I pick San Diego State? It's freaking Jim Beheim and his son that is just a bucket. Why did so, I pick against them? So. We're going to talk about Syracuse when we get to the West Virginia game. But what they're doing yeah. is unbelievable. It is. Uh, Villanova beat Winthrop. A surprise to me because I think we just all overlooked Villanova when they lost their best player, but they're still a good team. Winthrop was absolutely garbage. Garbage. And West Virginia beat Morehead State. So when you look at that, not a lot of cr- like not a lot of crazy like brackets are still intact. Yeah, then we had two games that the brackets were absolutely ripped apart. Let's start with North Texas beating Purdue. Uh, just ridiculous. Which, First of all, I came in thinking Purdue was a dark horse Final Four team, gonna get to the Sweet Sixteen pretty easily when they, you know, they beat North Texas and beat Villanova in the next round. And they get to the final, the Sweet Sixteen. Javion Hamlet yeah. is a player, and and just Purdue's best players just didn't show up. Travion Williams couldn't really show up. Uh, their big dude Edie, seven five guy was. 
terrible. He couldn't really do anything in the middle. No, the only person who showed up was Jaden Ivey. And I'm he su- was excellent. I'm surprised this goes to overtime because it was. It just felt like it was a blowout the entire game with North Texas. So yeah, but it it was a lot. I think it was a lot more of a blowout than it was close. Even though they did. Well, beat them, Purdue, by Purdue nine played well down the stretch. Right to get back in the game. I'm telling you, Jordan Ivy, Jaden Ivy, Jaden Ivy is an excellent, excellent, excellent player. player. He's he's definitely going to be in the NBA as a as a shooter. Oh, totally. You know, this kid's a freshman, and definitely he's... reminds me of Buddy Heald like kind yeah, of in college. Maybe he's got a little, somewhere between Buddy Heald and Kobe Bryant the way he was playing. <laughs> but like he was awesome, and then this guy Javian Hamlet. Uh, he just went off. Like yeah. the, the guy, and, and you know, of course, you know, if you've done any research, the guy averages like twenty something points a game. Hey. You know, I mean, he's he is a legitimate scorer. But I, I I looked at North Texas and I just I couldn't do it. I really couldn't. I, I couldn't do it either. And, and they, a lot of people couldn't do it. No. But you know what else I couldn't do? That I was thinking about doing. And no. people are just gonna say, No, no, you never thought about doing. it. People are just gonna say, you Never thought about. No, doing you it. didn't. You're just saying that because they won. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm that guy. I had Ohio State going to the Final Four, the Elite Eight, probably in every pool. Yeah. And I'm just they lose to Oral Roberts, which we'll talk about. And I'm sitting there saying, like, obviously I'm shocked. Like Oral Roberts just beat Ohio State. Yeah. But I'm sitting there saying I never liked Ohio State. We watched the Big Ten tournament. I watched them a couple games in the regular season. I honestly think this team wasn't that good. Yeah. And for some reason, I was so stupid. Why did I pick them? Not only go to the Elite Eight, to go to the Final Four. Because if a- they, let's just say they got to Baylor, yep. Baylor would have destroyed this team. They couldn't even get past freaking okay, Oral but, Roberts. But look, I you, you, you look. Hindsight's great, man. You twenty twenty vision, <laughs> right? But we were just coming off of watching them in the big. 10, who we can all talk about yeah. has been the most disappointing conference on the planet. But and that was the strongest conference in basketball. They gave Illinois everything they could handle going down the stretch of that final game. And we thought with that momentum and the way Dwayne Washington was playing, that you had to like their chances. And now are aren't all the Big Ten teams out? They're all they're all done now? I think I, th- I think I think they are. So I mean that just shows you Amazing nothing. Amazing disappointment. But Oral Roberts, I mean two just- players. That seriously yeah. may become legends. It's legends. Max, wait, I don't want to. It's is it not Max Abmus? No, it's Max Asmus. The the, the B is an S in his language. Whatever. Asmus and Obanar. And, and, no, and Kevin O'Banner. O'Banner are awesome. Yeah, they were good. They're I, awesome. I'm watching this game and I'm like, there's like Ohio State's gonna come back, and they came back and forced overtime, and then they just couldn't. They, they, Dude, they both scored thirty scoring. points. They were they were dominant. Yeah, dominant. And, and Ohio State. I'm I'm just watching this game and I'm like, guys, this this team's not that great. They're undersized. EJ Liddell is the most overrated player in the <laughs> entire world. Oh, the entire oh, overrated, and he still scored twenty three and had fourteen rebounds. The entire country. I don't. Like, I just don't think he's that great. 23, 14, and, and 5. And Dwayne Washington... Dwayne Washington was a big disappointment. ...was a uh, disappointment and couldn't hit clutch D- shots. Dwayne Washington shot 33% from the field mm-hmm. and 25% from three-point land. And this guy in the Big Ten tournament couldn't miss. Yeah. That was the reason. That was but, the difference. But Oral Roberts would lose the, the next round, right? Yeah, we'll figure yeah. that out. We'll see you in, in two days. Uh, Let's go to Saturday. Uh, Saturday. Because at this point, I'm feeling okay. Yeah. So Saturday 
happens, and we start off easy. Yep. I this was another did I I thought I said this. I said Georgetown. Do not ride the. It's the wrong hype train to yep. watch. You're taking on a Colorado team that is the best free throw shooting team. Is a great shooting team, and they destroy them. Put do, up 96. Do you know what Georgetown's problem is? What? Patrick Ewan is a coach and not playing. Yeah, that is a problem. Yeah. Uh, Florida State barely, the FSU frauds, that's what I like to call them, <laughs> barely get past uh, uh, NCU Green, Greensboro. NC Greenboro, which was literally the worst team in the entire tournament. They lost by 10 and almost lost the game because it was like a three-point game late. That team was so bad, and they kept it that close. Yeah. Terrible there, but Florida State wins. And then the most, oh, just a game that could have changed the entire aspect of the brackets. All you were doing was Easter. You were doing these Eastern Washington I, I said prayers. It, I said I, I was playing basketball Saturday morning with the with the boys. I was telling you. I was telling everyone. I'm like this Eastern Washington team has this guy. I haven't watched Eastern Washington like everyone else. Like, but yeah. they have this guy when I'm when I'm reading the stats. Like Tanner they, Groves. They have this guy named Groves. I didn't even know his first name. Yeah. They have Groves, and he well, they, averages like him and his brother. They have two Groves. They average. He averages like 18 points a game. He's a big dude. I don't like Kansas. I'm going with Eastern Washington. Eastern Washington starts the game nine nothing. I look at you and I go, What dude, did I just do, dude? And the center, this guy you're talking about, Tanner Groves. Looks like he should be a lumberjack at well, a vacation well, the game, rental place. The game place. started, and I look at you, and I'm like, "This is the team I picked." I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, I'm I'm regretting this." They go up nine nothing. I look at you, I'm like, "What did I just do? Did I just pull up the upset of the century?" Wait, so then you have wait, you have Tanner Groves, the lumberjack, yeah, and then you have his little brother Jacob Groves, who looks like Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, and he starts splashing threes, and yeah. I'm just going crazy. They're up by eight at half. Yeah, up by eight points at half over Kansas, who can't even make a shot they can't stop this guy and i'm feeling like they're gonna win this game yeah, they're yeah. gonna win this game do you know why they didn't and then the second half they stopped playing defense well, and they allowed 93 points to kansas and lost the game by nine even though it was and, a really close game they lost by nine and i told you uh what's his name david mccormick yeah he is do- he's going to be he started dominating an in nba stud he started dominating i'm telling you right now game. for all you listeners this guy is like the mini version of Giannis. Like yeah. he's got the body type. And he can't however, be stopped. However, as we speak, he is going up against Evan Mobley. Okay, we're, we're, and we're, he's not getting, getting, we're not there uh, yet. Destroyed. We're not there yet. So I don't like. I don't think he's that great. Okay, we're not. We're not on Monday yet. Then we uh, we went to LSU. Who I was on the entire hype train. They kill St. Bonaventure. Cameron Thomas, Javante Smart, really good games. Two great players. Michigan has no problem with Texas Southern. Creighton in a oh, in a, uh, a this one kill my bracket. thrilling game against U, uh, UCSB. I had Santa Barbara going yeah. two rounds. A lot of people at Santa Barbara, you know, it was it was one of those things where it's like we'll take the chance, and they had it, and then Creighton just pulls it out. They they I this was a weird one because I think Creighton actually dominated this game. They did, and they only won by one. Yeah, it was one of those games well, where it was like Zegarowski can't miss that guy is is yeah. ridiculous and bishop they, they, creighton has a good team like they got pounded by georgetown and it, and it and made me think it differently made, it made everyone throw it that i'm telling you it made it, it made everyone t- uh jump on the georgetown train and jump yep. off the creighton train and it's just like hey it's one game it's just like game. oral roberts beat ohio state it's one game i know and with you with ucsb they had a chance at the end and the guy went a little too hard. So the the, the center, yeah. he had a chance to go straight up and either you know dunk it or, or lay it in, and he throws it up against the back of the rim and it bounces off. And I mean, you they should have won that game. Yep, they should have. And they didn't. They didn't even play that great to win it. But they, you know, if you're given a chance, and they blew it. And I uh, really like their point guard, Jacory McLaughlin. Yeah. 
some of the some of the games after that were just blowouts like we we would assume usc blew out drake alabama blew out iona iowa blew out grand canyon maryland took care of connecticut i don't think that was a surprise i nope. had i nope. had like 50 50 in each one i had maryland connecticut was so overrated yep. they they struggled to score a lot they play good defense but they struggle to score yep. uh then you had oklahoma who i was on all week it was another eight nine matchup 10 7 matchup where i was like oklahoma's gonna win this game missouri is overrated they are not they have good players they just don't play that great and my boy my freaking boy my boy, Brady Manic, Brady Manic, the the long the the actually I'm gonna call him Sunshine. Okay, he's he is Sunshine Ronnie Bass. He's Sunshine Ronnie Bass with the the golden locks, and he was just popping threes all freaking night. Popping do, do, threes. Do, do, do you notice a, a theme with some of these guys? Like the uglier and weirder looking they are, yeah. the better they were. Yep. This was not the this was not the poster child yeah. you know uh, of all you know stars. The, this was these, the these guys. Oh, you think they're like, you, what are these guys doing on the basketball court? And then they just they got good they got good Ma- strokes. Manic looks like he just got off a, a, a good wave surfing, uh-huh. you know, smoking a dube and uh, you know, hanging out with his friends. And he's just going out and he's popping threes. From, I'm with you. It's crazy. Um, also, you want my NBA NBA take from a, a player I saw, um, Austin, Austin Reeves. Reeves. Yeah, that dude. Another one you look at him and you're like, you know, this little this little guy plays point guard. He's yeah. he can shoot, but can he really create his own shot? Whatever. This dude has freaking handles beyond. He made a layup today, and we'll get to the Gonzaga game that they eventually played. He made a layup in that game where he went like up and under, jumped insanely high in the air, up and under, and won. Like great at getting the free throw line. He looks little. Do you know he's six five? Yeah, that. He does not look six five, nope. but he's a great player. He's going to yep. be in the NBA one day. Yep. Uh, that, but then the and the end of the uh, uh, after that one was Gonzaga. They took care of Norfolk, and they, then they almost put up the 100. brackets all changed. With and then three games. We were going like we went to bed. Like we're like okay, last two games. You know, we're get, it's getting late. Whatever. Oh no, no, you're missing one before we went to bed. Well, I'll I'll say we're t- I'm saving the last three for oh, the you're saving. Okay. All right. We, we we you know we were going to bed and whatever and like. We felt just, like Texas had it. Just we felt Texas would be fine. Stuff went nuts. And then Let, how about we just start with with Texas off the bat? Texas freaking lost to Abilene Christian, who hey, all res, all due respect, yeah. defensively wonderful in their face, creating Turno- turnovers, turnovers, whatever. Mad, but this team was right behind UNC Greensboro as the worst team in the tournament. I'll tell you why. They were on offense, chucking up threes. <laughs> Chucking up mid ranges, could not hit a shot to save their life. The only time they made a shot was when they had a fast break layup off a of steal, yep. and that's how they scored fifty three or fifty one points. Actually, when, when you have twenty three turnovers, you yeah. can do that. Twenty. What's twenty three times two? That's, that's literally all 46. the points. So that that's that's what they did. And then Texas, for some reason, played the dumbest game ever. They had this guy Jericho Sims, who's a seven foot, two hundred and fifty pound. All Big 12 first team, best center in the Big 12 uh, type of guy that absolutely dominated Oklahoma State in the Big 12 in the Big 12 championship yep. for 30 points yep. against Oklahoma State. Couldn't handle Abilene Christian. And an Abilene Christian, who their tallest guy was like 6'8", <laughs> 200 pounds, he had three shots. Three. 
three shots for the best player on this team. Yeah, because you know what? Shaka Smart cannot win in the tournament. No. When, and then when, while he's the fa- coach of fast Texas. Fast forward to the end. Texas somehow takes the lead, and they foul uh, Abilene Christian with a second left. They send a 49% free throw shooter to the line. And, and what he does makes, he do? He, he makes drops both. both. In, in the NCAA tournament, if you're a bad free throw sh- shooter, you hit them. And if you're a 90% free throw shooter, <laughs> you, you miss them. <laughs> the two other upsets, Ohio, oh. Jason Preston. Who calls takes it, down baby? Virginia. And this basically... It wasn't, even, it wasn't even Preston. I was actually not impressed with Preston. Yeah. Right? Yes. He's a nice distributor. You know, he kind of reminded me of LaMelo Ball without being able to shoot. Yeah. You know, or maybe Lonzo Ball. You know, or a really substandard Ben Simmons. Yeah. You know? Like, he was a great distributor. The guy couldn't shoot for hell. But you know who could? My favorite new player... Ben Vanderplas. <laughs> this guy scored like 11 points in a row in the second half when they were down and it looked like they were out and brought this team back. And I was like, damn, go get Virginia. And I had Ohio winning that game. This this wasn't even like Virginia. This wasn't even on like Virginia loses to UMBC. Like Virginia's team that year, people don't understand, was the favorite to like to win the whole thing. Yeah. And it was a very good team. That's why they came back and won it the, like the next year. This Virginia team... Was like wasn't good. They're they're probably the worst four seed. They, they're not a very good team. They uh they have Huff, who's the a soft big man uh, yeah, in the middle, and Sam Hauser. And they have Hauser, who when he's on, he hits shots, can make threes. But when he goes one for eight from three point land, right? They're not they're not going to win a lot of games. That's where nope. they have to do. And they're on they're they're built on their defense. They allow like fifty something points a game, and that's what they do. And if you score sixty-two, or you have, if you score sixty plus on Virginia, they're obvi- they're not they don't have the offense to score that much. So that's how they took down Virginia. And don't you think the COVID thing screwed them up? I mean, they hadn't played in a long no, time. I don't think it's the COVID thing. I honestly think that Virginia just wasn't that good of a team. And they don't have the they didn't really have a great player, and they were yep. overranked. Yep. And then we had uh, the the night game where UCLA took down BYU, and UCLA is shocked. quietly becoming a hated team of mine because they just I don't know they just. It's the way they the way they kind of play and their player Juzang plays. I don't like it. And I thought BYU was good. You were cursing at the screen the entire game. Yeah, I thought BYU was good and they kind of screwed me screwed me over. So I did not like UCLA. Yeah, well, well, guess what? You're gonna see a little bit more of them. We'll yeah, be talking about them again. So uh, that was the first round. So, so after that, after that first round, yeah, okay, I was in third place yeah. in my pool. Yeah, okay. and I was. I wasn't like I wasn't in. I missed a lot of like the the ticky tack upset games, whatever. Yeah. But in terms of like, like let's look like down the road, maximum amount of points. You were still feeling. I'm, good. I'm feeling good. Like I have. I'm in the top five, top ten in the maximum points. So I'm feeling good. Like down the down the stretch wise. And that all changed with the first game on Sunday. first game on Sunday. I actually played basketball until noon. Like I left the court at noon, and I'm like, I gotta get home for this game because like this is big. I've I've got I've got money on on Illinois like money's on the line. Mm-hmm. This is my championship team. Yours and mine. And what did I say? The only <laughs> the, the the one other team that I loved going into this, into this tournament. Yeah. I said I my two favorite teams are Illinois and Loyola of Chicago. And I was so mad when I saw the lineup come out and they were going to play each other yeah. in the second round. And oh man. So so this, I have a problem with this because do you? I understand Loyola's they're a good team. Norris is a great shooter. Crutwig doesn't look like another one that doesn't look like he can play basketball and is baby Jokic like gonna be a good player. 
And I'm telling you, if this team, if these guys played a thousand times, Illinois would win 900 of these. Like Illinois has everything to beat what Loyola, what Loyola does well. They they have a center to defend their best player. They have a guard to defend their best shooter. Like like 900 out of a thousand times, Illinois is beating this team. Yep. What happens? Uh, Illinois, uh, they 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 make it a priority to dump it into Coburn early, and and the best player on the team, Coburn, who's seven foot, who, who has one of the best shooting percentages in the in the league because he gets down low, dunks the ball, gets easy layups. Missed the first couple. Misses a bunch of easy tap-in layups, turnaround hook shots, whatever. Misses a dunk. You can't blame Coburn because he came back and he played amazing in the second half. And he was 7 of 8 out of free throws. This this is where I blame Coburn. On the other side, was sleeping on defense when he just allowed Crutwig, who... uh, Again, I'm not taking anything away from... Crutwig's a great player. But when Crutwig goes against a player who's 2, 3 inches taller than him... 70 pounds heavier than him should not pounds heavier should not be able to move Coburn like he did like Coburn should have been able to stand in front block a couple shots yeah Crutwig was the pet was the best Co- player on the court Coburn only is only is only 30 pounds heavier but it Cru- seemed like more listen to this look at listen to this stat line yeah. Crutwig 19 points 12 rebounds five assists four steals yep. he was everywhere yeah. And, and the most important thing that you have to understand mm-hmm. is Illinois, I don't think the entire game, and I'm not exaggerating, had one open shot. No, they didn't. And it, Everything was contested. And I just feel like in terms of, of offensively, we've seen them. They play good defenses. They play in the freaking Big Ten. They know big defenses. Or they know good defenses. They couldn't get anyone going. Like, like when Coburn wasn't working down low. And if that would have happened in another game, in the in a Big Ten game, they would have went to Dusumu. It, it was right there as their second best or tied for their first best player as a great shooter. Okay. He couldn't do anything. He was turning the ball over. Dusumu was terrible. Yeah, he was turning the ball he, over. He was getting guarded by guys that are, like, I, I hate it because I'm taking away from Loyola. But guys that aren't as good and shouldn't be able to defend Dusumu, he was just not in the right mind. And then the 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 play the, the role players coming off the bench, whatever, they couldn't do anything. So yeah, Curbelo, Georgie, uh, uh, Frazier was terrible. Th- this is a it's 0 just, for five from three it's, point land. It's just a classic example of I keep repeating this when you know, when these upsets happen. Yeah, Illinois plays Loyola Chicago second game of the year at a conference game. They went they win by ten plus. No, they did five plus whatever. Yeah. They they win the game pretty pretty convincingly, but it's something about the tournament setting where these teams these teams that are that are hungry to upset they come out playing don't a hundred times fifteen times harder than the other team like it it, it's just it's crazy you're not going to give any credit to Sister Jean maybe talking to you know the the man upstairs and saying hey I'm 101 hey let this happen I for me I've been good I've been really I want to see. Well, I, actually, I I don't I I want to see it, but I want to see them beat I want to see them beat Oregon State because I'm telling you I watched Oregon State. We'll get to it in the last game on 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 Monday night. I watched Oregon State destroy um, Cade Cunningham and my Cowboys, yep. and that that team I don't know how it, they weren't better in the regular season, but that that's the next day. It's all about when you. Ba- Baylor took down Wisconsin. Baylor's going to be a tough out. I think they're going to easily reach the Final Four here. They, uh, they are good. Syracuse. It was a three-point game. That game was dominated okay. by Syracuse. I, this is what I want to talk about. 
All right. So we all know that when you play Syracuse, you're playing against a team that has owned the zone for 20 something years. Correct. Right. This is a team that for the last three times they've been in the tournament that they have been double digit uh, ranked. Yeah. They have made the Sweet 16. Like this is a team that in the tournament that I I couldn't believe what I was watching. You want to talk about not being able to get a shot off? Yeah. Like if you don't have a great center who can distribute the ball, like Loyola Chicago would take care of Syracuse because Crutwig would eat them up, yeah. right? Distributing the ball all over the place. But if you don't have a great center who can distribute down in the post or back out to the three-point line, they swallow you. But but here, here I just love, like, like Bayheim's defensive strategy, and they, what they play that zone, it basically, what I was telling you was that they say, this is college basketball. Unless we're playing... Cade Cunningham, unless we're playing Io DeSumo and Coburn, these top NBA next-level athletes. But you're playing West Virginia. No one on this West Virginia team <laughs> is probably going to be that good in the NBA. Like it's, it, They had McNeil, who was a great shooter. But in terms of shooter. we're talking about big guys that can step up and make a mid-range shot, no one on this team that could do it. 2-3 zone, the soft spot is in the middle in the of middle. the zone yes. where you pass to the middle. Basically, they're going to say... If you're gonna hit that mid range, we like we lose. Right, but there they don't is have, not they, they a, that guy. there's not a player unless you play some of these top guys that are these NBA ready af, uh, athletes and basketball players that are gonna consistently hit a mid range jumper because it's just not it's just not how how the college basketball works. And 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 they took control. I know it's a three point game, but this is like no. a ten point yeah. win for Syracuse. And Buddy Beheim, the uh, Jim Beheim's son. This this guy, Ooh. I thought I honestly Ooh. when I'm I was watching like a couple months ago, and I'm just watching like ACC on ESPN, whatever. Yeah. I honestly thought Buddy Beheim like was like coach's son, getting minutes because his dad's the coach, right. and like the players, like if if you're a teammate, like why is this guy in? Like he sucks. He's a coach's son. Yeah. He doesn't really miss. He doesn't. He doesn't really miss. He's, he's the he, smoothest stroke ever. I, I'm telling I've you, ever seen. He is JJ Redick. That's exactly who he is. He's, he's probably something. an inch taller, but he is JJ Redick. He's something. He, he's a, he's a great player, and this Syracuse team is gonna be a tough out. If he keeps putting up 30 a game, it's gonna be hard for them to lose. Oh, I know. I'm I'm really I'm excited to see him an, play another next. one that was that was a blowout, but was somehow close. Was Arkansas? They took control of that game pretty much at the end. At, at, at in the second half and. And they they're they're a good team. They they're very um, explosive. They can go on runs a lot. So I wasn't surprised by Arkansas. I think I had them going to Sweet Sixteen a bunch of brackets. Uh, then we had uh, Villanova who took down North Texas. Yeah. E like easily 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 like, like, very easily in terms of. Uh, and Hamlet still scored twenty five points, and they and they lost by twenty. And I, I'm just surprised that Villanova's just playing this good without their their I'm, best player. But I guess. I, I guess this another one with a, a good coach and experienced coach. Yep. And then we got to a, a heartbreaker where defied oh. this defied the uh, the laws of the 2021 NCAA tournament. I've seen such a similarity in a lot of these games. The favorite goes down early to an upset. Then you know they they start to come back second half, make it a five point game, and usually once they get down to the the five point game. Like like the the Texas, like the uh, like the the Tennessee, like like all these guys that were getting upset, like like Ohio State. Once they get it to five, once they get to three, like one possession game, all the momentum's on their side. They rally it back up. The the the, the upset rallies it back up, and they pull away. Yep. This was the total opposite 
of every game the entire tournament. Rutgers was dominating the game. Dominating. Houston couldn't. It, it wasn't even like Rutgers was playing great defense and was hitting all their shots. No. Houston literally couldn't buy a basket. And their best player, Giroux, or second best player, Giroux, yeah. like who has the hip issue, right? He was walking out there like on, that he needed like, crutches. Yes, he was. And he stayed in the game. And, and they're just like, they're out there basically playing four on five. Yeah. And they couldn't hit a shot. Going six minutes, eight minutes without a without a bucket. They like, were like up couldn't. By, they were up by 10. Yeah, up up by 10. And, and in this tournament, you're up by 10 with less than 10 minutes. Less than it, 10 it, minutes? They were up by 10 with less than four minutes. If you're up by 10, like five minutes left, like game's over. They're going to start fouling, whatever. Game's over. And Houston just, I don't even know how they did it. They just came back. Grimes. And, and, it, was, and they, it was Quentin Grimes. They gave it to their best player in Grimes. He had clutch basket ever over after clutch basket. And Rutgers decided to just like play stupid offense and just try to run out the clock and just go slow, then set a screen and take a, 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 a just a late shot, a yeah. shot in the why, shot clock. Yeah, why are you just, giving it to Ron Harper to shoot the final three? Right, exactly. Like, I would have put it in Geo Baker's hands, you know, or... I just there were better options out there. I mean, Rutgers was my kind of like ooh, you know, sexy. Come on, they were gritty. Yeah. They're gonna make it. They're gonna beat Houston. They, I was never. Ha- look, I was never. I thought Houston, Houston would would take care. I thought that size wise, like I thought Houston would take care of this game by like ten or whatever. Still won the game, but dang, they should. Rutgers gave that away. Yep. And then we had the two upsets, the two Cinderellas that keep on keeping on. Or talk about Oral Roberts. It's ridiculous. With, I mean, this is. I mean, I guess it's the same as Houston, except they weren't the favorite. And Oral Roberts was down ten, down nine with with seven minutes, six minutes to go. And then out and, of nowhere, and they're just a team that they shoot so many threes. They sh- they shot thirty three percent from three, but they made ten yep. and they shot thirty. Like this is a team that's just going to keep shooting threes, and they're never going to be out of it because if they k- hit the threes, they go on runs and they make a ten point game, a two point game in about two minutes. In the game they beat Ohio State. Uh, O'Banner and Asmus scored 60 points. Yeah. In the game against Florida, they scored 56. Yeah. So, so when they when do you uh, see a theme here? Yeah. So, so you're you're telling me that if I'm a coach, and 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 they they're taking on Arkansas in their next game, I'm gonna have to cover one of them. Like like you o- might want to cover one. O'Banner had more points, except for uh, Max Asmus, than every other person on the team combined. Yeah. Like it's, it is it's a, a two-person team. It's a two-person team of two guys that are just elite, elite shooters and playmakers. So unbelievable. Look, Florida had this game. There, Florida's actually a, a a very good team. Their center Castleton, I believe, is a he's a good player. Yeah. Uh, and they had this once again. They they had the size advantage. They had the experience advantage. Oh yeah. I mean, and, what's the name was was playing so well, Trey Mann. Yeah, and, I mean, and they had like they, they were winning this I thought game. They, I thought they had it under control. I really and was, I was like, oh, like, man, though the Oral Roberts trains over and they hit three, 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 came down and they won the game. So they they go to the Sweet Sixteen as a 15 seed. Unbelievable. And now then the, and then the end of the, end of the night, the the pick that I was so confident, Oklahoma State. You were so confident. I was so confident that they would ease past this. I you, you know, actually thought with Illinois losing that Oklahoma State had a clear path. To the final four. And what I saw was Cade Cunningham score 24 points yep. and completely probably play the worst game I've ever seen. <laughs> well, when you shoot six, six for 20. 20. Like yeah. he could not get a basket. Four of 11. And I, I, I saw not a lot of help. Like 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 he was trying his best to rally. They were down like 20 like the entire game. They only lost by 10, but they were down a lot. Okay. When, when 
when likely you're starting, you know, power forward scores zero. Yeah. You know, and Caleb Boone scores four and Moncrief scores two yeah, or three, you're not going to win games. It, it wasn't even that. Like, Oklahoma State scores 70. They usually win a game. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even they were playing bad defense. Ethan Thompson and and Gerard Lucas on Oregon. Like, like this is what I don't understand about college basketball. Like, this team, they weren't, the, they weren't like, the worst. They were projected to be the worst team in the Pac-12 this year. Yep. They were, like, middle of the pack, not going to make the tournament. This, this Ethan Thompson guy... Has never scored over 16 points. He had 26. Yeah, but but not. I mean, it, it's one thing to look at 16 like an elite shooter. Like I'm not saying he's an NBA but, but he's, ready shooter. But for a guy all season who's never had more than 16 points to come out in a game like that, yeah. and score 26 and be dominant. Their, their leading scorer, Jared Lucas, a dominant player. Yeah, like they have. Uh, this is a team that has two dominant players. I don't know how this team wasn't better. They're finally coming into their form, and they take down an Oklahoma State team that's just not easy to beat, and they did it. Could we see an Oregon-Oregon State final? We, we might. <laughs> we might see the two Oregon games. And Bill Walton right now is going crazy with his whole Pac-12. Like, he, he loves that that conference, so he's going crazy right So now. just as an update, after this round, even though Illinois lost and all that and all these other— I'm still in first place. Wow. Still in first that's for the crazy. moment. And then we go to uh, uh, Monday, to- yesterday— and we see uh, nothing. We, we not, see we see the worst basketball. Fest. Every double, every game is a more than ten point win. And we saw a game where Iowa, oh, God, were completely they creamed. It, and and I, I watched this whole game, and you basically look at the fact that not only did Oregon play their best game all season, yeah. play their best shooting performance, they shot freaking fifty six percent from the field. Duarte was on. F- fire all game they 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 were given we, we knew iowa wasn't the best defensive team but they were given every shot they must have had they must have had 15 plus dunks slash layups easy buckets in the middle like like they what they kept doing and what you got to do against this team they kept saying setting high screen and rolls and and what and iowa doesn't play zone they just stick no. with their man iowa doesn't play defense Okay, I'm Oregon plays they, fast what, and they go down and they shoot threes. All they did was Oregon would just take, uh, set a high screen and Garza would have to come all the way out to the three point line and then there'll be a and there'll be like, a lot. They, it they looked, don't have look like the Red Sea part. They don't have any size anywhere else besides their big center. So and Figueroa part, with his three point shooting man, five of nine, twenty one points. The guy was unbelievable. And, and they just, I mean, they they basically were like on offense. We're going to take Garza out of it. And then on defense, we're going to let Garza have anything he wants. He had 36 points. He was awesome. They they said, we're going to let Garza have anything else, but we're not going to let Wieskamp catch fire, Bohannon yeah. catch fire, McCaffrey, Frederick, like all these guys that are... Well, Wieskamp like, scored 17 on a bad bum ankle. Right, but but, the, but what, Bohannon... What Ohio... What, what I, 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 Ohio. What Iowa does is they... They, they expect you to double Garza. That's their best player. And then Garza kicks it out to Bohannon, Wieskamp, McCaffrey, Frederick. And those, and those guys, guys and those guys usually have three threes a game, two threes a game. How could all three score no points? Bohannon, zero, 0 for 2. McCaffrey didn't have a three-point attempt. Frederick, 0 for 2 from 3. Wieskamp, 3 from 8. A dude that usually has five threes, six threes a game. How do those three guys because what score they did no points? Because what they did was they said... We'll take the twos from 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 Garza. from Garza. Like let him have his his buckets. We're not gonna let him have any assists. He had one assist the entire game. We're not gonna let him have assists. He didn't kick it out, 
and uh, and that's how they won the game. And, and that's look, you know, they that's scored they scored eighty points and got killed. <laughs> it's not something you see every day. Nope. Oregon was just on fire. They were not going to lose. Maybe it was the rest that they got. Yeah. Uh, and then Gonzaga took care of Oklahoma. Big win from no uh, from Gonzaga. Man, Timmy looked good today. T- Timmy was on 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 steroids. On, yeah, he was. Dude, and, thir- 30 points, thirteen rebounds, four assists. And it's crazy because now they're gonna take on a uh, they're gonna take on a uh, uh, in next next weekend. What they're gonna do is they're gonna take on a Creighton team that they have. It's gonna in, be a good game. No, no, no. I don't think it is. I, I think it will be. I think it's gonna be an absolute manslaughter because the the two teams are just built so differently size wise scoring wise like they're getting they had the easiest trot ever they're, they're gonna they, they do they, but i don't think it's gonna be a, I they don't played think an oklahoma premium. team that doesn't have enough enough players to guard their their players and and it's 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 amazing to me that jalen suggs who mm. i is the best player on this team he's not even trying out there he's saving <laughs> his energy he had 16 he shot he shot 13 shots. Like he's not trying out there. When they get to the final four, he'll start trying. He'll have a 30 point game eventually. Yep. But they they take down Austin Reeves, 27 points. He was amazing. Like that that dude is gonna be in the NBA one day. I'm mm-hmm. telling you. Then we had Abilene Christian score 47 again. UCLA dude. doubles it up. Wins by 20, 20 points dude. over Abilene. They just, shot. It makes you third, really wonder about 29 percent. From the field, <laughs> I, I'm That's bad. I was watching the Texas game, and all I saw was Abilene Christian, Chuck, Brick, off the backboard, didn't even touch the rim. Tear, one of the worst offensive teams I've ever seen. They were no different today. They weren't any different. How did this team beat Texas? I don't know. I have no idea how they beat Texas. They only had three steals today. They only UCLA only had eight turnovers. Like, like, what was Texas doing? I don't know. Another double-digit win. Ohio couldn't get it done against Creighton. The Cinderella ends there. Preston was uh, not that garbage. great again. Yeah. Just garbage. Had four points. I'm telling you, man, watch out for literally Marcus Zagorowski. This guy is a player. Yep, he is. A player. And uh, my big upset, I was hoping for LSU. They were close. They they were they winning in close. the first half. Yep. You know, and then they, they were down by one at halftime. And then they came out and they were up by three with about like six minutes to go. And yep. then Michigan went on like a 15 to 2 run. I was like, what just happened? And you, you want to talk about NBA players? Let's talk about Cameron Thomas and Javante Smart, who will both yes. be in the NBA and be great point guard shooting guards as yes. uh, uh, just great shooters. I mean, they took they Cam- took 50 shots combined. Cameron Th- Cameron Thomas is a stud. Yeah, he's a stud. And just uh, you know, this Michigan team is 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 holding on. They get to the Sweet 16. Uh, Eli Brooks, who hasn't been that big no. of a scorer, no, this puts up a, a twenty-one and off the bench. It was his best game of the year. I don't even. I, I followed this Michigan. I don't even know who Chondi Brown is, and he scores twenty-one. He hasn't scored over ten the entire year. Yeah, this, off the bench, and they don't even have a bench. So this is a weird team. Weird team. It's a weird team. Dickerson does nothing for me. Nope. You know, Johns is a good player, but he doesn't score. He's just kind of just everywhere. You know, and Franz Wagner. I mean, he he's he's a, he's a good player. He's a good player. He but, hasn't had that breakout game, but he's a he can be a good player. But how did this team score eighty six points today? I, like I, I I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't know. But uh, Florida State, the frauds, eek I by thought, Colorado. Uh, eek eek! They won by eighteen. They did, but okay. First of all, Colorado. How does so Colorado good. score fifty three? scored. Points. Colorado looked so good in the first round. That's how bad they look today. I'm like, telling you, Florida State. 
They're frauds. They're not frauds. They'll they'll lose they'll lose in the next when they play uh-huh. uh, Michigan. Michigan will eat will eat them. I don't know. I don't know. They will. I'm telling you. They're they're fraud state university. And, and then Alabama just to complete the sweep of the Big Ten in the final form of 16 threes. Uh, they they play the Alabama game and score ninety six and beat Maryland. Dude, so. Jaden Shackelford and 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 Petty Junior. And and Woo. then we got USC just absolutely destroying Kansas to end off the absolute blowout night. And the brackets are red still. But how how crazy is it that every game tonight was double digits and most of them were twenty point wins? Yep. Like did did the the teams that lost just run out of gas playing two times in two days? Or is this know. just now that we're 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 but now we're but now the, the, the I mean crap. Kansas has thirty five points in with ten minutes to go in the in the second half. Yeah, this just pains me even more that Eastern Washington couldn't get it done, <laughs> couldn't get it done. Yeah, your boy, uh, your, your boy Mobley is not getting it done either, and they're still killing him. Yeah, so yeah, weird weird day. And guess what? Scary enough. After day four, I'm still in first place. Wow. And I have, I have Illinois gone. And I have um, I had Michigan losing, and they're still going <laughs> strong. I mean, Weird. I I lost Iowa today going far. I've lost Ohio State in the Elite Eight, and I'm still in first. I don't understand. I, I you're just hanging on by a thread. I am hanging on by a thread. I I this is what I need. I need some team. It could be Alabama or a three seed or worse to win the tournament. That's mm-hmm. the only chance I have of winning this thing. Well, we'll preview the uh, the Sweet 16 matchups on Friday's episode, but just looking ahead, good matchups to watch next weekend as we uh, we take down South. We'll watch those down South. We will. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll preview them on Friday. Yeah, we'll preview those. That's gonna do it for today's episode. Make sure you share the podcast with your friends and your family if you enjoyed. Follow me on all socials. On, especially on TikTok, I'm posting daily sports content as well as answering all your fantasy football questions. If you leave me a comment on any of my videos, I'll make a video responding to it. Uh, get me to 1,000 followers. We're almost there by football season. Also, you can follow me on Instagram at the Sports Appeal Podcast. My TikTok handle is Sports Appeal AJ. My Instagram is the Sports Appeal Podcast. Follow me on all those. You can also listen to any other episodes of the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Just search up The Sports Appeal. Also, you can go to my homepage, anchor.fm slash AJ-Teal to get to all the external links.